hello, hello everyone and welcome to Injected Podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. <laughs> Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and yeah. use the hashtag Injected Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Diana. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, yeah, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I've just been living, spending money, spending too much money. Oh gosh, don't even yeah. don't even get me started. Mm. <laughs> this whole spending money nonsense. I, I'm just like I don't. I'm actually at a point where it's just like I don't know how I'm meant to live. <laughs> God's sake. We just live in above our means, but it's because we've lost so many years to COVID. Yeah, it's that. And as well, everything's gone up in price. Yeah, like, what can that. we do? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not even above our means. It's like, we're living as our age group should. We don't yeah. even go out True. that much. True. But then it's just like, when I have one week where it feels like I'm going out a lot, like mm. I had a birthday meal to go to, then... I had, um, then we planned to go to the cinema and it was just like, just just doing those two things in mm. the week just took a lot out of me. And it was just yeah. like, I'm spending so much money, but it's like, I can't change someone's birthday for one. No. Two, the the show, the, what we wanted to see in the cinema was only showing in 4XD for one week. Mm. So it's like, we had to, it was like, we had no, there was no like, choice yeah yeah I just I I think it's unfair because although we're not we're not the worst affected by cost of living crisis it's like why can we not just enjoy our 20s without feeling guilty all the time or feeling in a limbo about exactly I can't spend too much or I'm gonna suffer like it's it's just not fair exactly (laughs) it's not fair and and as well I just feel like it's not fair at all. It's really not fair. Mm. And it's just so, it's just sad because it's like, okay, so I'm going to be turning 27. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. Like it might come out when I am 27. But anyway, mm. I'm going to be turning 27. And it's just like, why is it still I need to be scrimping? Why is it still I feel like I can't mm. afford to live? You know, like yeah. I went and, I, and I've been doing the things like I've been doing what what the government keep telling us we need to do. Go get a go get a pay rise. Go get a new job. Mm. That's what they're saying. That's that's the, all the advice that they can give us in this cost of living crisis. Get, get a, a pay job. rise. Yeah. But, but but these so and then when these people start striking so they can get their pay rises, you guys are complaining about it. <laughs> it's true. Like we're following your tips. <laughs> Literally. And oh gosh, and it's just oh, literally mm. just you know I've been doing those things. I went and got a good job. I went and got a pay rise, but it's still not enough for me to afford my rent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was listening to a podcast recently. I think it was it was like a male podcast, and they were talking about um, like the cost of living crisis and the fact that people are still spent like our age like even though there's a cost of living crisis and people are complaining about having no money people are out all the time and doing stuff all the time but then like another person on that podcast said well it's because our generation aren't really even saving anymore or hardly saving yeah like, we're scrimping like the last few pennies we've got together to save and we're yeah. not actually we're, we're not really planning for the future because it's hard to because you don't know how but bad I things are going like- to get 
I feel like as well, there's this kind of sense of like, what's the point mm. with our generation? It's like, yeah. save for the future for why? Like, <laughs> what what is there for me in the future? Yeah. When I'm living right now, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, save for the future, then what? What am I going to do in the future now that I've saved? Mm. Yeah. And it, it's just like, for, there is this whole mentality. Even I'm just feeling like, because I want to be able to save, but mm-hmm. I'm just even feeling like, what what is the point? Like, mm. what am I going to do? Like, what can I do? And it's like, there's no, it's like there's no ending point. Like, we can't see that end goal. We can't see the future to, to want to save for it. Like, we can't yeah. see ourselves even being able to afford a house to want to save for it. Like, how many people, like, even even you kind of might understand mm. this about, like, you can save, 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 save up for a deposit and still be told that you can't get a house. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? Literally. Like, constant saving, constant saving, and then you're missing out on having fun. And it's just like that. You have to. Do, you definitely have to strike a balance. But at the same time, it's like I understand why people can't be bothered to strike a balance because, yeah. like, alongside all the stuff you just mentioned there, there's the whole climate catastrophe as well. It's like so. Yeah. If like, I was what to save, do we even have anyway? Yeah. Like if I was to save, buy a house, whatever, and people are like, oh, generational wealth. I, I'm not gonna have many generations after me. I'll have some grandkids, and then that'll probably be it. <laughs> In it there's that and then there's also like then there's social media pressure when they want to be shaming people who are landlords yeah (laughs) yeah even that is just like oh yeah you shouldn't be a landlord you're you're part of the problem but am i am i really part of the problem yeah like am i really part of the problem part of the problem i don't only one house only one flat are you part of the problem because you own one flat that you're going to rent out? Are you really part of the problem and you've got these politicians who own, what is it, eight to 20 properties? Mm. And you look are as we well, really part of the problem? There's buildings across like London that are owned by like billionaires. They own like mm-hmm. every building. The same group of people own like the whole of London. So it's like, am I the yeah. problem? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to live. Like, <laughs> is it me? Isn't it? Literally, can I just have a little pocket money so I can buy my food? And it's not even just that, you know. It's like, actually, if I do want to have children one day, I want to be sufficient enough as a woman that if I was to get a divorce, I want to have money that I can use to go towards children. Like it's, And if I was to go on maternity leave, I do want extended maternity leave. I don't want to be rushed back Mm -hmm. to work. Like I I want a soft life and that might help me. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I agree with you completely. And I also just think of how, I don't know, like I feel like property is the one kind of stable investment that there is. Like yeah. everyone wants to chat about all these other different types of investing and whatever. But then, you, and, but then come on, like you hear the horror stories from them. Like, mm-hmm. why can't we just do the old fashioned thing, which is the most stable thing mm-hmm. and invest in property? Yeah. And why is it that like I just feel like it's jealousy on social media where they just want to demonize people who have more and yeah. demonize yeah. people for enjoying their lives and just Twitter is bad vibes in it. So, and I feel like yeah. as well with like crypto and Bitcoin and all this other shit like NFTs, like I'm not in the place where I'm confident enough to be putting money here there and everywhere because you hear like what you just said it drops and like picks back up I'm not going to be waking up every morning and checking like the stock market like I 
I'm not doing exactly. that. That's not part of and it's soft stressful. life. Yeah, like I'm no, trying to it's not. trying to enjoy. It. Like I don't want to be up at five a.m. or like whatever time these lot get up. Like I want to do my job, earn money from my job, and then that that's enough. I shouldn't have to be thinking exactly. about all these. I want extras. my jobs. I want my job to actually pay me enough that I can live. Hmm. Is that too that and that is not too much to ask. I'm sorry, that is not too much to ask for my job, my full time job that I'm putting all my time in. It's not too much for me to ask for my full time job to actually be able to pay my rent and all of my bills and for me to eat. That is not too much to ask and for yeah, me to have enjoyment yeah. on those two days off I get. But it's not even too need, much to ask. It doesn't even need to be big, big enjoyment. It's like, so my friend's birthday co- is coming up. I want to be able to afford to treat them. Like I want to be able to afford yes. to get them a present and a card. Like Exactly. And, and people just aren't affording to be able to do that. That's like a luxury now being able to afford to exactly. go to friend's birthday things. I want I want to be able to afford that when I when I can take my paid time off I can go abroad. That's what yeah. I want to be able to afford. I don't because want to just like, be sitting this is in my ridiculous. flat with annual leave. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm I'm in a in a job where I'm getting paid more than all of my previous jobs. Mm. Why can I not afford to go on holiday? Like it's ridiculous. And this is me mm. who does a, who wants to be doing up travel 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 all the time. Why can I not afford to go on holiday? That that is madness. Mm. Anyway, look, let's get to talking about more positive rants uh, <laughs> rather than we can't live and have soft life right now. Um, yeah, actually, let's chat about because we started talking about like love languages. Just mm. yeah, and we were just I don't think we spoke about this before on the podcast. Yeah. So it's something I do when I'm kind of like dating someone. I do kind of make them do the love language quiz. Yeah, I always <laughs> ask as well because I'm interested. Yeah, because like I'll ask them what their love language is, and then when they, you know, when they come back and tell me physical touch, and I'm telling them no, let's do the quiz because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people think equate physical touch to sex when physical touch isn't all sex. It's not, yeah. and when. And when you go through the quiz and you see the 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 answers for like physical touch, it would be like, oh, it's more meaningful to me when when my partner touches me on the arm. That like, is stuff yeah. like that. And they always look at it being like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want no one to touch me on the arm. What what is that meant to be? And and that's what I mean. That's what physical touch is. That's what mm. you know. Like when you kind of when someone kind of goes out of the way to kind of touch you on your shoulder, touch you on the arm, be like, ask how you're doing. They just touch mm-hmm. you while they're talking to you. That is something, you know, and I, I feel like people, I can understand how people um, f- like feel loved through through those kind of gestures. Yeah, for me, I don't. Physical touch was 0% for me. I'm just like, no, Zero. don't touch me. Oh my God. Yeah. I hate people touching me. I hate it. Just like, don't, don't do it. Don't be in my space. Don't touch me. Like, I don't feel like that tells me that you love me. Leave mm. me alone. Like, yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> that's interesting. Because I don't know many but, people like that, that don't like physical touch at all. Yeah, I can't stand it. And <laughs> and I realised I couldn't stand it, like, recently. <laughs> when, like, um, my friend was down from, my friend was down um, at mine and we went out to an event and like 
you know, she and she's very touchy feely, mm. and she kept like touching me on the whoops. She kept like touching me <laughs> on the arm, kept trying to like grab me, hug me, pulling me, blah blah blah. And it's just like, please, just get off, like, <laughs> like please leave me alone. Like I'm fine over here. I'm okay. Mm. Like you don't need to be touching me. Don't don't yeah. Don't be touching me on my shoulder. Don't be touching me on my face. Don't be touching me on my arm. Like just leave me alone. Like I'm cool. I'm I quite like it though, like with friends, like we're not maybe not like that, like grabbing me and stuff. But if it was, um, <laughs> for instance, you're, I don't know, you're laughing and everyone's like laughing and touching each other's arms, like I, I like that because it makes me no, feel like, like oh, that. we're actual, we're actual good mates. <laughs> oh, I'm just like, okay, laugh over there. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to touch me when you're laughing. Oh. <laughs> so what is your yeah, what's your just, list? So my okay, so my love languages, it was words of affirmation, which was like thirty seven percent. Number yeah, one. So words of affirmation oh. is my number one. Um then after that I think it's acts of service, which I think was like thirty two percent. And then quality time which I think was similar like 30% as well mm. and then it was receiving gifts which was like 17% and then physical touch was 0% mm. <laughs> interesting interesting I feel like yeah. some people say that your love languages reflect what you were kind of missing as a child but then I look at my like my top ones I'm like no it's not you're just lying like maybe it's that's you but it's not for me um, yeah I don't I don't necessarily believe that because it's kind of like, mm. I don't think as a child, like I was getting loved up all the time and hugs all the time. I feel like as a child, I didn't like being touched as a child either. Mm. I didn't like people crowding me. I don't like people around me. I don't like lots of people around. Like I'm very much like, I want to be in my own space kind of thing. And I've always been like that since I was since I was young. Even as a baby, I've always been like that. Yeah. And um yeah, because I was that kid that used to hide under the table kind of thing at like family <laughs> gatherings. That, that was me. So, yeah, so I feel like it wasn't necessarily that, oh my gosh, I got all the love, so now I don't need yeah. people hugging me and kissing me. It's just that I just don't like it. I don't like yeah. people being in my space. You've never liked it. That's fair enough. Yeah. I think mine... I, the, the thing with this is... I feel like when I date new people, it it changes. It, it changes, and it's not like it changes depending on the person. Someone gives me something that I haven't had from other people that I've dated in the past, and then it's like, oh, this has moved up, or this has moved down. This isn't a priority. So, yeah, like the last time I did, but it the is test, something that is subject to change. Yeah, it must be. It must be because you're not going to get everything from the first person you date and then it's set in stone mm. forever. It and doesn't it make sense. it changes with your environment and kind of what mm. what are you needing the most of at the time yeah. that you're so dating true. them. Yeah, that is true actually. And what you're going through. Um, mm-hmm. But I think my number one was quality time and then physical touch, words of affirmation, access service. And then the last one was um, receiving gifts. Okay. So, yeah, quality times definitely. But that might change when you start one. when you start receiving gifts. That might change. That might change. Yeah, exactly. Like I've never really dated anyone who's a massive gift giver. But then at the same time, I'm not like a massive materialistic person anyway. And maybe if the gifts are mm-hmm. come in the form of like holidays, maybe <laughs> mm, that might change my mind. But like but- a gift. 
A gift can be anything. A gift could be like, say, if someone brought you, just brought you a little plant. Yeah, true. That is really thoughtful. A gift, yeah, a gift could be like, I'll say if, um, say if you're not, say if you're on your period and you're not feeling that good, and you really wanted some olives because I know that you like mm, olives. I love and someone olives. just came and brought you olives. You know, I, maybe that goes up a little bit then. Hmm. But then all of them yeah. are up. Everyone wants on... a little bit of all of them, unless you've got zero percent on yeah, one of them. Definitely. Everyone wants a little bit of everything. Yeah, because I guess like so. Say if um if you kind of change what your perspective of gifts was, mm. like it could com- change completely. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And like acts of service, the the phrase acts of service makes you sound like a servant <laughs> or the person is serving <laughs> you. But at the same time, it's like no, it's actually cute if someone cooks you cooks for yeah. you. It's actually cute if someone does a chore, takes the bins out and like yeah you've been meaning to take the bins out for a while like things like that are so cute but i think it's like stuff like that acts of service and um receiving gifts for me when dating they're kind of hard to come by so that's why they're at the bottom Mm -hmm. because i don't really get this much but then when i do get it it's like they go to the top i'm like oh my god this is lovely but yeah i don't know i don't know i feel like quality time is always number one though Mm because i just love i love spending time with people like a good time with people yeah, I enjoy spending time with people. I enjoy mm. it when people want to spend time with me. Yeah, yeah, same. And like making a good plan around something that they know you're going to like. like All of that yeah. like thoughtfulness. It is thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness falls into all of them, I think. Um, Definitely. But yeah, I feel like I, earlier we were talking about whether... Um, when it comes to dating and love languages whether the person that you are dating has to reflect similar ones to you or similar order to you or whether it has to be the opposite um because mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever dated anyone with exactly the same as me or even actually I have one person but it didn't work out yeah so. <laughs> but I don't know how <laughs> how important it is when it comes to dating because we ask this question so much as well but it's like does it matter yeah <laughs> does it matter so like as mm. well because when it comes to the thought of the op- like opposite love languages it's mm. kind of like what is the opposite you know like none of them are kind of opposing one yeah. another True. They all kind of fit together in different aspects, but um, yeah, because none of none of them are opposing. Because nothing's like they don't. It's not like it has giving gifts, receiving gifts. Yeah, like black you know, and white. It's like yeah, it's literally like giving slash receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than yeah, either or. Um, yeah, or like receiving gifts is how you feel loved. It's not. It's not like okay yeah you are a gift giver like, you are the gift receiver it's not it's not mm. like that it feels um, like that's what a lot of people label people as though like as soon as you say this is my number yeah. one it's like oh so that's it then so we're not going to get on because you like this it's like but everyone likes yeah. a bit of everything <laughs> it's kind of like um when people think of people who are who are more words of affirmation people think that they're like uh needy like, I don't need to I don't need you to yeah needy mm. you need them to tell them that you love them all the time and it's like that's not necessarily it like for me words of affirmation is oh 
tell me that I'm doing good. Like mm. support me in what I'm trying to go through, please. Like, you yeah. know, and tell me how well I'm doing. Just tell me that like, I'm amazing at everything because I am. <laughs> <laughs> actually the way that you you reframe these it does make me think maybe I need to do it again because like when I think of words of affirmation I do just think of compliments I do think like when people have words of affirmation as number one it's like oh so you want mm-hmm. to constantly be complimented and like for me I find it hard to compliment people a lot like I don't know what it is yeah. I find it hard to show that I like people honest, through compliments I but- feel like with yeah. how you are, your personality, I feel like you you are good at doing words of affirmation, like mm. affirming people. You're actually quite mm. good at doing it because we've had conversations and say I'll be like, oh yeah, um, I finishing edi- I finished editing this this episode <laughs> of the podcast, blah, blah, blah. and you'll be like, oh well done. Like yeah. you're so quick to do you that. Thought and I was that taking is the words piss. Of affirmation. <laughs> you were no, like, why do you like, keep yeah, saying well done? Like, why, why are you saying well well done all the time? Like this is something that I'm doing, but like you, but you do that constantly because like for Mm. me like while words of affirmation is my top but like I will recognize that people are saying things to me Mm. and so that's why it's like that's why when I I said to you like I thought you were taking the piss but I I see that that is just your personality and you and you actually mean it when you say it and and for me it's like with words I was talking to you and one of my friends about this and I was saying about how like for we for me words mean a lot like I don't Mm -hmm. speak unless I've got something important to say. So if yeah. I'm telling you something, you better listen and you better take it on board mm, yeah. <laughs> because I'm not speaking for the sake of speaking because mm. I can literally sit here and watch you and just not say anything. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give my two pence if I don't think it's something to take on board. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, when I, when people say things to me, I'm not going to take anything as a pinch of salt. You said this. So this is what you're, this is what you mean. And this is what you're doing. Yeah. So when yeah. you, when you get people who like don't stick to their word or they don't mean what they say, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll, I'll see, I'll clock that. And they're not a person that I could get along with. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like, <laughs> so stuff like that, like with, with how you are, mm. I think you're good at, giving words of affirmation. And I was even saying to my cousin as well the other day, <laughs> I was saying about how I feel like we know how to express love to each other. We know, mm. like, I feel like with our love languages and I made my cousin do the quiz as well. Yeah, And yeah. Um, I said to her, cause like, I, I guess for her, that her love language would be receiving gifts. And mm. like, and when I'm out, okay, oh, I'll, I'll see a nice smelly candle, I'll buy her a candle, or I've got mm. loads of smelly candles and stuff like that. So I'll buy her, I'll just, I've just was giving her some of my yeah. candles. Yeah. And um, like, I bought incense and stuff for the flat and yeah, and she's burning the incense all the time mm-hmm. and she loves it. Just and stuff, mm. just little things like that. So when I'm out, oh yeah, I got you a reed diffuser, here you go. And, mm. um, and she'll be like, oh, that's really nice, thank you. And then, um, with how she is she she likes to like big people up <laughs> like yeah and yeah. um and she's always done this from when we were little like she would always be bragging about me like, oh, that's really so cute. She'd be like, she'd be like oh my gosh alex is doing this alex is doing this oh i want to do what alex is doing like that was just when we mm. were really young all the time yeah. she'd be like, alex is doing this isn't it isn't this really good and alex mm-hmm. is doing this and um she's she's always been that person to kind of just like just yeah. bigging people up all the time and even though that's a knowing because it's just what that's just what mm. your personality is like and her personality is just like in general um it's interesting because you guys are actually playing into um like and even with me we were actually playing into each other's love languages 
Yeah, yeah, that's really true, actually. I think I, I definitely have a lot of friends who I can imagine their top love language is words of affirmation. I'm just thinking about it now because... A lot of my friends, you can see when when you say something nice or encouraging to them, it really like brightens them up. Whereas if mm-hmm. I was to touch them and hug them, it's not really, it doesn't really do anything. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, hi, you're right. Hey, how are you? Some other friends yeah. though, it's like they love they love like a hug or whatever they love a hug like all my family there's family members that like a hug is so important when I see them and when I leave yeah um for others it's not a big deal so yeah you definitely I think it it, I guess it, it comes down to emotional intelligence sometimes you just your brain or something in you is telling you oh this person likes it when you behave in this way or you compliment in this way so you do that more Mm -hmm. to them Mm -hmm, definitely definitely because I think there probably was a time when um so like when I okay the first time I did the love language quiz my Mm. physical touch was three percent and then the second time I did it it was zero (laughs) but (laughs) but I'm sure there was a time when okay maybe um physical touch could have been like 10% 10% or 15% yeah, you know yeah. like where it's been a bit more because there's there's sometimes there's been times in my life where it's just like oh I've just needed a hug but it's mm. like I can know but I only wanted a hug from certain people like mm. certain people in my life that's that those were the people that I needed that from rather than just anyone kind of thing mm-hmm. um but but yeah it's, it is very interesting because it all comes down to human behavior really yeah and how yeah. we interact with each other Mm-hmm. yeah and it's definitely finding a balance like working out how the person reacts when you do th- certain things and then making sure that you kind of like act accordingly going forward if it's someone mm-hmm. that you, you like love someone in your family um but yeah it's it is strange and i i think it's definitely important to remember that these things do change as well they're never gonna yeah be the same like for even just depending on who you date and um your situation your environment like what you said earlier like everything can really everything can change depending on circumstances and who you're dating Mm -hmm. um but there's another thing as well called um the frozen five which i read it in a book by shan booty um it's a, a book about like love and intimacy and um and desire as well i think it's called the game of desire and it's actually a really good book mm-hmm. and in there she's got her own kind of version it seems like it's like a, her own version of the love languages that um basically she, she's like an expert in this area as well it's not just a random person who has just decided mm-hmm. to make something up like she's an expert and um there's a list of about i think it's about 20 maybe a few more um yeah, things that people like look for 32 or something oh, is it 32? No, 27 27 27 um things that people like like positive things that people like when they're in relationships and um you have to look at them all and rate them rank them which is most important which is least important to you and then the top five are your frozen five so they're the ones that if you're dating and the person doesn't tick those five boxes then there's no if you're dating for something serious then there's no point in continuing Mm -hmm. because like if if they don't tick your most important five then 
that's what's going to end the relationship in the end or that's where things are going to start to go wrong um, which I find it quite interesting because I've done the test and th- this also changes when I date different types of people <clears throat> like things mm. change and things are ranked differently once I learn like oh I actually prefer this to this like things move around um, but yeah I did this a while ago and my frozen five <clears throat> sorry my frozen five are like number one is uh, speaks sorry, my love can language I just, yeah oh wait can i clarify so your frozen five was it a test that you did and they told you what your frozen five was or do you choose what do you rank out of the 27 and choose your frozen five you rank what's them. most so important like, to you you i first start with picking out what's least important um, so what mm-hmm. I don't really look for and then gradually like you, I just split them into groups so this isn't that important this kind of is important and these things are the things that maybe the top 10 that I really really like yeah. and then gradually yeah. you you just rank them you move them around yourself so it's a manual thing it's not like a quiz online yeah um, and okay yeah. so go, go on then I guess my top five are well, number one is speaks my love languages <laughs> um, and then and then number two is that they're charming and humorous number three is that they have similar values to me number four is that they're sexually compatible and that's changed a few times because like oh do I care that much oh actually I do actually I don't so that that it, yeah. I think it's staying there for a while and then my last one is that they've got excellent conflict resolution skills so and there's so many more have you done this one before so I've done this one because on your recommendation yeah I thought and, so because I remember like because we've had the discussion of the sexual of sexually compatible because mm. you were just like yeah but is it that important but then I was just like no it's the, it's one of the most important things for me yeah yeah like when we because we've had discussions where I'm just like yeah I can't I literally I, I just can't do it if it's yeah. not you know like I need to I need to know that that is mm-hmm. the const that needs to be a constant like yeah. for me personally because yeah. I remember we've had we've had that debate a few times mm. you know in our whatsapp chat um mm. so what I put I put um speaks my love language like you for number one okay um number two is supportive slash happy for good news so even that is like words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the number three is sexually compatible. Um, mm. Then number four takes responsibility for self. And then number five was speaks my apology language. Ooh. So yeah, so those ones were mine because I, I feel like, yeah. I feel like I'd, I'd prefer with, with like other people, you know, like when people are in the wrong mm-hmm. or like people like, I just need you to take responsibility for your actions. Just yeah, be like, okay, definitely. yeah, this is, this is what I did. Just take responsibility for it. Just own up to it. And it'll be like, okay, cool. Mm. We're, we're fine. Like you can take responsibility for that. Or even if it's like, you know, like when people like say, people might be going through a hard time or maybe people mm. don't have much money at the moment. Like for me, I try and take responsibility of that for myself because mm-hmm. those are my actions. That's that's what what's in my, within my control because it's me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's people who like to just blame everything else on mm. on everything on on everything else. Like nothing yeah. is their fault. And it's just like, just take responsibility for it and let's do something about it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's why I put that as number four. That's and interesting. then as well with speaks my apology language I think I put that because I feel like it's important like everyone isn't going to be like 
great 24 7 in a relationship mm. like sometimes there's going to be things where it's like oh um you say something and it's like oh i i i, I, I didn't like that like can we just address address it i didn't yeah, i didn't like yeah. that just do you mind not not doing that again and mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest i'm thinking thinking <laughs> back to the last person i was dating yeah like and because when I'd mention, oh, can you not do something? But then they'll just carry on doing it on purpose mm. because I've said I don't like it. It's just like, can you just speak my apology language and just say mm. that? Oh, sorry about that. I'll be conscious not to do that because it upsets you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I agree think with that's that. why that's in, in my number five. I think that's kind of similar why I put co- excellent conflict resolution skills in there too. Because yeah. like on one hand, like there's, there's a few different things. So I don't like men who confrontational on nights out like you know if you're out and then mm-hmm. a group of boys do something or say if a guy's chatting to me I don't need to have a man like right on my shoulder like oh don't talk to my girl like, I hate yeah. that I hate and it so much yeah like guys like that but then on, on the other hand as well it's like if we were to have an argument or a row or a bicker or you don't agree with something that my friend has said or a family member has said I don't need you arguing in an immature way I'd rather us just be able to address things calmly and you know Mm -hmm. like diffuse situations before they just blow out of control and or or you know where people just start um they start reading into into stuff too much and take things personally too much and then I just hate like the pettiness I'd rather us just be able to talk about something and then nip it in the bud mm-hmm. and like discuss the situation thoroughly nip it in the bud and then that's it move on I don't need fights yeah. I don't need arguments I don't need drama yeah exactly I I yeah because that that sounds that sounds right I think mm. yeah because I think I understand like why for you like the conflict re- resolution would be more important than the mm maybe the then obviously apologizing is key Mm -hmm. but maybe the conflict resolution for you may be more important because it's like hold on how are you going to deal with the argument kind of thing yeah and how how are you going to diffuse the situation Mm -hmm. rather than getting into like a big situation and then you have to apologize for it afterwards i think yeah on my side because i'm not very confrontational and i don't really have arguments like that like Mm. i feel like there's not many conflicts to be resolved but it's more like mm-hmm. okay can you just apologize for that for that and then if yeah, you want yeah. if i've done if i've been in the wrong like let me know and then i'll i will i'll own up to it and i'll apologize mm-hmm. i'm sorry and i'll stop and i'll be conscious enough not to piss you off again kind of thing yeah so, yeah yeah but it is interesting yeah i guess it's all based on like your experience of like previous dates and stuff or previous relationships Definitely. and where things have gone wrong and you know where things could be better but interesting that we've both now got sexual compatibility up there because like mm-hmm. i i think it is important and then sometimes i don't think it's important but then i see someone and it's like we're not actually 100 percent compatible like i want to actually really yeah. really really fancy you but i don't really really yeah. fancy you and then that's what ends yeah. the relationship and it's like the whole thing about physical appearance not not mattering it's like mm, i guess it matters, it matters a little bit yeah it actually does like it actually does because that's yeah. that's what and like you give you give someone not a chance but like someone that you don't find <laughs> that attractive yeah. you give them you give them a chance and, and then, then it's it even worse when they want to fuck you over yeah it's just like, exactly mate, really you it, it's true you? 
Yeah. Um. Because okay, I've had that. Like while mm. I get while I still. I still won't I still don't discriminate against height. I don't really care about height. But then there are like there are there has been times when I've kind of dated people who I don't necessarily find attractive. Yeah. And then it comes to even like being physical and stuff like that and it's not quite up there. Mm. And it's just like so sometimes it's too many things to be trying to uh make excuses for. Yeah, especially yeah, it's when true. it's like, okay, this is what this is what I expect. This is what I want. This is the type of person I am. Mm, like for yeah. me, sex is a is a bigger deal than mm-hmm. it might be for someone else. So like, yeah. if you're if if it's not a big deal for you, or if you're not that into it, then it's just kind of like, well, this isn't gonna work out because. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm here whipping out all my toys and then you're just like looking at me shocked. <laughs> How is it going to work? <laughs> yeah, it's true because like you, you really do try and make things work with someone that you don't find that physically mm. attractive and you try so hard. Because and it's society like, is telling us that we're, yeah. that we're shallow. So- exactly. Society is telling us that how... Oh no, this is going to lead us on well, but I think we're going to talk about this on a different episode, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it would, it would have been such a good segue, but society is telling women how, oh, we, we shouldn't, um, we, we shouldn't have these high standards. We shouldn't Mm -hmm. have this, but, but men are always allowed to have preferences, which is very interesting. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I know what you mean it's like oh, I can't I can't keep trying like I can't keep trying to put yeah. in so much work and like s- s- literally I'm suffering like I'm suffering <laughs> and I'm young and I'm cute why am I sitting here literally, suffering I've suffered for 19 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, I'm over that but do you have like, yeah do you have anything on that list that's at the bottom Did do you have that. Okay, at the bottom, let me see. Because I basically, I starred the ones that were most important. Mm. Um, okay, so actually I didn't start excellent conflict resolution skills. And I think that's because I don't feel like I'll be in conflict yeah. with people. And yeah. if we are in, if we are getting into conflicts or they're getting into conflicts, they are not the person for me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you mean you're getting, you're, you're having conflicts with XYZ person? I don't think so. I'm not mm. here. Like, I don't know you. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, I didn't start. I didn't start agreeable, and then in brackets mm. it says easy to get along with. So I didn't start that because yeah, I feel like I don't want someone who's just agreeable. I feel mm. like that. That to me, I've dated people who are agreeable. Yeah, they're pushovers, and I felt they were boring. Yeah, <laughs> I just felt. I just like I was describing someone that I dated the other day as a flat line. And I just imagine a white flat line, just a white flat line about stroke three. I know what you mean. As boring as it gets. People just don't have their own opinions or like they they don't care enough to have an opinion on things. And you sit there ranting about something and they're just nodding. It's like, hang on, I want someone that I can bounce off of. (laughs) Yeah. Or even if it's like, okay, you don't agree with me or just say like, mate, why why are you on smoke? Get over it. Like even if that is something, you know. Give me something. Rather than just nodding. Mm -hmm. Um, I I didn't start securely attached. Mm. 
um, because I feel like that sounds a bit clingy to me. <laughs> um, I didn't start high novelty seeking. Mm. I didn't start physically attractive <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I'm guessing like I've dated people who aren't conventionally attractive a lot of time. Yeah. Um, I didn't start strong leadership skills and I didn't start follows directions that allows others to take the lead mm. because it's like, can you just be in the middle? Like, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to be the leader of every pack. <laughs> um, the leader of every and pack. I don't, I don't want you Alpha. to be the man who's following everyone as well. Yeah. Like, Ugh. you know, oh my gosh, what was I listening to? I saw a clip of a podcast and they were talking about, I think it was that um, Cocktails Takeover, the Cocktails yeah. and Takeover one. Yeah, and they were talking about, oh, imagine your man is the one who go, who runs to the shop for everyone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was just like, hold on, but the guy who runs to the shop for everyone, at least he has the initiative to go to the shop. And at least you know he'll he'll be happy to do things for you. Because mm, you know the ones still. who send the guy to the shop, they'll be sending you to the shop, babe. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the leaders of the packs either. No, because they'll they'll be the ones dictating and being like, oh, mm. mate, go on, go to the shop, or oh, I want a drink, are you going to go and get me one? And it's like, excuse yeah. me. Why, why aren't you offering to get me something? In a group of guys, I normally go for the one that... You probably won't agree with this because when we've met guys, <laughs> this isn't the one that I've ended up with. But the ones that oh. I like... <laughs> the ones that okay, I like see, are on. the ones that are a bit like cheeky, a bit fun, not like the main person in the group, but um, that can keep me I like, feel like entertained. That is who you go for. But then I was also going to say also not like great looking I normally just go for whoever's like making me laugh the most <laughs> I feel like you do like a pretty boy yeah. maybe I do do I? they have to be I feel like slightly but this is only from my experience when I've been with you we haven't been out that that much no we haven't yeah maybe I do like a pretty boy but I like, but to be honest I feel like you'd like a pretty face but they, they might not necessarily be like the buffest one in the group yeah yeah but they that. just might have a pretty face I guess I do. Mm, I don't know. It changes. This is what I mean about physical attraction. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you like the buffest one, but then mm. I feel like some, you'll like the buffest one. But then, depending who's chatting to you, you like the cheeky chappy, and who might, and who he probably has a pretty face. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And then you'll be maybe. like, oh, he's good looking. Yeah, he is good looking. Like I feel like that's what <laughs> that's kind of how you'd be. Yeah, like you work out that they're good looking afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you realise. But I feel yeah. like as well, kind of from from your from your hinge as well, mm. they usually have a pretty face, but they're also like that kind of like cheeky guy mm. with the banter yeah. where you can just be giggling all the time. And even like the banter can be fucking dead and you'll just be there mm. giggling. And I'm just like, what is he even saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, was that funny? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know I just chat shit. <laughs> I find I like yeah. guys who chat shit, but like in a good way. Not in a yeah. deceitful Not way. Not in an uh, alpha male way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, funny. But yeah, these lists are funny. I think the bottom of mine is speaks my apology language, but I think that's because I didn't really know what an apology language was. Yeah, um, I think the ones I didn't quite understand, I didn't start. Yeah, and I've got follows direction, allows officers to take the lead, leadership skills at the bottom, um, financially well is off. That, uh, like, like, is this uh, a job interview with leadership yeah. skills and all of that? <laughs> Literally, high novelty seeking, 
unlikely to withdraw. It's like if you want to withdraw, withdraw. Like <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to cry if you withdraw. Uh, has similar interests. I don't think I need someone that has similar interests. What about you? Like in some ways, but not mm. in all ways. Similar interests. I think I starred has similar interests. Oh, did I you? I think because yeah, I think because um. I would like something in common with them because I feel like w- with a lot of things, like I, I feel like with you, you're good mm. at kind of like, someone can have completely opposite interests to you, but you can still make conversation mm. with them and you can still kind of like, oh, oh I'll see what you're watching, blah, 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 mm, and be open-minded yeah. to it. I yeah. think I'm so just like, okay, yeah, have, have your own interests, but if I don't like it, I don't like it and I'm not trying to do it with you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just yeah. so, I've got to a point where like, I'm so sure of my, sure of what I like and what I don't like mm. that if I don't like it, I don't want to do it. And, um, mm. and that was something as well. That was a boundary that I had to learn because mm. I was doing a lot of things with people that I wasn't interested in. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like growing up at school, I would just be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do this, I'll do that. And then it's like, actually, do I even like this? And I had yeah. to question myself if I actually even liked the things that I was doing and then put up <laughs> a boundary and be like, I don't like this, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Was it um, like when you went to see Two Door Cinema Club? <laughs> kind yeah. But Two Door Cinema Club, I liked them. But it, I it was like when them. I went to see, who did I see? Because I saw the XX. We didn't see oh, yeah. Two Door Live. But we did go to a signing, a CD signing. Oh, and we that were like, was it. So I, yeah, I had to buy the album and I didn't listen to that album. And it was just kind of like, and all of us were there and we were kind of like, why did we even come here? <laughs> like, I don't care to see these to see these boys in person. Like, I don't care. Like, they don't, they, these white boys are not celebrities to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so it was kind of that kind of experience. And as well, I saw, I saw lots of people live. I saw Arctic Monkeys live, but they were, they were quite good mm, i want to um, see them live one day <laughs> i actually yeah. like them yeah i think it as well when i used to kind of go out it was i think it's more of like a friendship thing when i used to kind of mm. go out with like these people from school and then mm. i realized i don't like them and it was like <laughs> i don't like these people i don't have mm. to hang out with people that i don't like i don't have to yeah. be around them i can be around with the people that i do like Mm-hmm. So and I think that's what just made me just be like, actually, I don't like these people. I don't want to do this, and I don't yeah. want to be around them. So I think with the similar interests, like I want someone who kind of will be happy to watch like obscure things with me, like things mm. that I enjoy, and they'll be open minded to it. That kind of thing. What yeah. about like what interests of yours would you not enjoy someone having the same? Or Same. does it not matter? Mm, I don't think it matters. Mm. I don't think it matters. Because I was to be honest, I was thinking the other day, like, would I date a man who liked plants? I don't know if I'd want to. But what about a guy that likes pole? Like he does pole. Would you find that oh, strange? I would love that. I wouldn't like find it. that strange. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I um guys, I follow black men black men's pole, black men pole. And I'm sorry, mm. there there's some buff guys doing pole. <laughs> <laughs> do they do all the so same I stuff? Love it. 
Is it like yeah, gendered at all? Stuff. Like any any of no. the moves? Okay, cool. No, you can do everything, and as well, like because men will be able to do pole because like just being like especially if they're gym guys means physically stronger they'll be able to hold mm. themselves horizontally on a pole already True. like i've seen um i'll send you the video i saw a video of like all of, all of these black guys all like running onto a po- running <laughs> jumping grabbing the pole spinning around doing like backflips and shit yeah it was just like no not even like firemen please firemen can't do that shit like oh gosh it was it was hella sexy all of them had no tops on and like mm. and they're all like yeah yeah like to the song whatever song was on just like <laughs> <laughs> it was it was good. Love that. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't mind a guy doing pole. Mm. Yeah, I would like it. I don't know. Okay, anything that I would really not like someone doing the same as me. Cause to be honest, I'm not even gonna lie, I am a bit of a gatekeeper with some of my hobbies. Like I'd prefer to be the mm. only one doing it. But mm. I I'm trying to think now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I if I'm as gatekeeper as I used to be. Hmm. Growth. <laughs> Yeah, growth. Yeah, when I was younger, I just didn't want people doing the same things as me, like friends wise and stuff. Mm. Like I wanted, like oh, like I didn't like people when I was younger because I used to go horse riding, and I didn't like it when people went decided that they want to go horse riding because they heard I was horse riding, <laughs> and it's like no go away. Yeah. I want to do this kind of thing, and you guys yeah. are just copying me. But everyone did used to copy me, but it's, that's because mm. I'm a trendsetter. What can I say? But, <laughs> One thing that I really <laughs> don't like is that I used to play basketball and when guys find out that I used to play basketball, they either wanna... well, they either used to play as well or they mm. either like have never played in their life. So and like I, I get asked a lot, oh, we should play one on one and that is like my biggest like not Pet red thief. flag, but <laughs> it just turns me off. It's like, why do you want to play one? Like uh, the idea yeah. of me playing one on one with a man is like, why it's would like I do really that? Competitive. Yeah, it's like, like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a similar thing with what um, uh, Storm Skater used to say. Yeah, has said yeah. like on our previous part, we've had a previous episode with Storm Skater. Um, where are the black role models? Go check it out. Um, mm-hmm. and basically she mentioned about how like a lot of the men who are skating like she she, like her mission is to just like get black women spinning and just get black women Mm. to be doing like the harder the harder Mm -hmm. things in skating because it's like men come and they try to dominate and then um in her experience she's had like where men like where say if if the girls get better than the guys and the guys just get all jealous about it Mm. and it's just like well the girls decided to learn properly so (laughs) why are you jealous Um, yeah it's just annoying because men do get really competitive and if I was to play one-on-one with a man it's like so you're either going to show off and like you know snatch the ball out of my hands or you're going to be really shit and it's going to give me the ick a little bit I don't want to watch you yeah I don't (laughs) want you to be airballing I I just don't want to see that at all (laughs) yeah so I prefer to not do those types of days thank you is that a date no <laughs> it's not a date it's not a date no. it's like getting asked to go for a walk yeah in a fucking day <laughs> are you spending any money no <laughs> um anyway should we move on yeah so we were speaking yesterday actually about what we've been watching um but we before we start talking about what we were talking about yesterday I watched this film called Fresh have you seen okay. it? No. 
Oh my god! Right, if anyone doesn't like gore, then it's not good. But it's this <laughs> film on Netflix. Spoilers! I'm going to just tell you about the whole movie. So. This woman is dating and she's going on a few dates using apps and then she meets this man and it's quite like, it, it's very like me- millennial kind of movie. She goes to like a bar with him and they have food and stuff and they end up really liking each other and then he invites her to his place and he drugs her <laughs> and he locks her up and chains her into a room in his like mansion and then she finds out that there are lots of other women that he's been on dates with and he's done the same thing. Locks so in up. the rooms next to her, there's just rooms and rooms full of women that he's locked up. What the fuck? And biggest plot twist ever, he eats the, <laughs> he eats, he eats their flesh. He's a cannibalist. He's a cannibal. He eats okay. parts of their bodies. So he chops them up and then he feeds them to the women. So they go on dates. But they kind of make it... I don't know if it's supposed to be a scary horror because it's like a mixture of you and... I don't know what else. It's like... It, it, it's like they've tried to make it like you with like the cinematography and stuff but but then have it but have a horror element to it yeah have a horror element and it's also quite funny because <laughs> it's like this guy <laughs> is locking people up and eating them but um, he's also got a wife who lives there and is like supporting him so the the whole movie is about these girls trying to break free like trying to get out and escape of like from his um, house yeah, his I'm, mansion what I'm really confused about though because mm. like okay sorry I always find plot holes in these types of films yeah because yeah. okay he's got all of these women locked up here mm. Um, so, but all of these women went missing on dating gaps, and as well, if these women are white, mm-hmm. this would have been picked up that they were all a these white women are going missing. There were some white, some Asian, some black, some like native. But it's he he targets women who don't have family. So on the first date, he asks, "Oh, are you close to your family?" And then when they reveal that they don't have any family. That's how he. But what about friends? I'm sure they have friends. Well, the girl, the white girl, the main character, her best friend is a black girl. So the supporting black character, <laughs> she comes to look for her at this man's house. And she walks in and she starts accusing him of kidnapping her in front of his wife. And then I mean, he kind of like gaslights her. Call the police. Yeah, <laughs> you, you probably would. But he, um, yeah, he then kidnapped her and then she's locked up as well. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, um, it's, but then does she have family? Oh, she has a boyfriend or she's seeing a guy, <laughs> but you don't really see any of her family. But um, <laughs> it is such, it's such a strange movie. And I'd recommend it for anyone who wants to watch something that's a bit, bit strange. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of like gross. I won't watch my dinner. I eat my dinner while watching it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, the modern rom-com or what do you call it? Not rom-com. Horror. Psychological Rom horror. thriller. Holler thriller. Holler. Thriller holler. Thriller. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting one. But um, mm. yeah, what, have you been watching anything? Anything strange? Anything strange. Oh, actually, yes. I love Mm. this. So I was watching this. I don't know if I spoke about this on the other episode, but I watched a series called How to Build a Sex Room. Oh, yeah. You mentioned this. Yeah. Yeah, And it's so good. I'm really (sighs) enjoying it. And um, like, this is funny because this woman, I don't know. Did I talk about this on the podcast? I think you did. You did in the last episode. 
Oh, did I talk about it like in lots of detail or no? You said that she she's now like an interior designer or something. I think or okay, like yeah, she's so got a proper she career. Is, yeah, so she's like a she's a, she is an interior designer, but now she mm. um, designs exclusively oh, sex rooms, and yeah, and she has been doing it for fifteen years. Um, and she's just kind of like like a Mary Poppins for sex rooms like you know like in her Mary Poppins bag she just has loads of sex toys and dildos and ropes oh and God. chains and whips and sh- floggers and all of this stuff and it's just nice to seeing how like just because as well it's not it's, all of the rooms aren't they're not like dungeons you know mm. like they're actually really nice stylized and um and as well it's nice and sometimes she just does up some couples bedrooms and yeah. it's just nice to see how you can actually bring in the intimacy back with couples mm. who are kind of the, like you can see that they've lost that that part of their relationship and they've kind of yeah. grown the grown apart like intimately and it's not that they don't want to they don't want to be mm. intimate with each other it's just they've kind of lost their way and then how just having a bedroom that is just like right for them mm-hmm. can just bring back that intimacy and stuff like that it's actually just yeah. really nice it's nice it reminds it was me of Queer Eye but for couples yes. <laughs> literally Queer Eye for couples and Couples having sex, basically. Yeah. Oh, and there was one episode which was very interesting where there were um, a poly family. Mm. And basically the guy came on with his ex-wife mm. and they're now in a poly family and there's seven mm-hmm. of them and they just needed, oh they gosh. just wanted a sex room where all of them could just be together, be intimate and then explore their different kinks and stuff like that. And it was just mm. there. It was, it was really interesting to watch. It's really, really nice yeah really i might nice watch it because yeah it does sound really like therapy it. like people yeah. people like it is i guess it, it could be a form of couples therapy <laughs> designing yeah, their room slightly. to make them actually have a happier more fulfilling relationship yeah and i just like how um i like watching anything where people are being introduced to like new things sexually like so she's mm. like kind of showing couples new sex toys and stuff like that and they're just like oh what is that what does that do kind of mm. thing and then also she takes them like on a little outing where um they will either talk to someone in the sex industry like to kind of help them um, communicate better or they'll go to like a shibari expert and they'll yeah, show them yeah. tying ropes and how to tie and then they'll or they'll go to like a dominatrix and they'll explore kind of a dom and, dom and sub relationship mm. and stuff like that which mm. yeah it's just very like just very interesting I just like stuff like that to be honest I just love it yeah it's like actual good content from Netflix there well, yeah. it sounds like it at least yeah i enjoy it even though like obviously it's made to seem like it's not but it is yeah yeah and then i, I was it's also like watching indie matchmaking oh were you what's that like oh i i enjoy it because i watched the first season and mm. it's just fun like um just seeing how they like just seeing how um so she's like a very big like matchmaker from india mm. she um she matches couples like in america and in india and stuff like that yeah um trying to find them kind of matches they like they're just kind of like yeah i'm ready to get married looking for someone but just can't Mm. seem to find that person so yeah they just go to a matchmaker to try and find that um marriage match and it's just interesting it's even interesting hearing from like some of the older couples and how Mm. if they if they had a love match or if they had like an arranged marriage and how they got together and how it's working for them it's just i just find it very interesting it's it's Mm. cute it's nice 
Um, and then also watching Never Have I Ever, which um, I might explain yeah. more on next episode, um, on another episode. But yeah, thoroughly enjoy seeing lots of Indian people, beautiful Indian mm. people, just... Yeah, I love it. And I just love it for Mindy Carling because I'm sorry, like, you know, when people the other year, they were chatting about how, oh, yeah, um, why why is it that they're always putting black women in these head teacher roles and a therapist role, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And we're not seeing any, it's like we're not seeing any kind of black people kind of as like in there as protagonists and stuff and it's just like hold yeah. on I'm sorry this is Mindy Carlin this is Mindy Carlin's time to actually show Indian mm-hmm. culture and to actually just put loads of Indian people in there like yeah. and I'm sorry the, the the program is very diverse so like it is I don't know diverse. what more they want I don't know what more people want and know what like if we want if we want that for black people then black people go write that stop writing top boy mm. like, <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> I do think like I like um, never have I ever because you never see Indian protagonists and you never see yes. how many how many TV shows can you actually me- name with like leading Indian characters and Indian families like yeah. there's none whereas with black and when, the, and when maybe, multiple Indian characters because like Bendit yeah. Black Beckham where were the rest of the Indian people in there? Except for Literally, her family, you know? Just her. Yeah. So and I, she I fancied off think, this, white, this white man. Like, this is, you mm, know? I think with black characters and black movies and stuff, maybe because we're more privy to it, I can name you a few shows where there are actually about black joy and, you know, like, mm. not just about the struggle. But with Indian, um, Indian shows and even Asian, yeah. just general Asian shows, I, ha- I can't name many. And yeah, um, yeah, it's good. Crazy that this is, is good though. I love that. Yeah, yeah. This is good. Like, I haven't watched the new season yet, but I really, I actually really did enjoy it. I just love a teen high school drama. Yeah. Like, I love it. I absolutely love the new season. Highly recommend. I'll talk about it a bit mm-hmm. more on the next on um, another episode, which probably will come out before this one. But um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. And as well, just like when people want to say, oh, why is it always black women in these places? You know what? Maybe, um, maybe uh, Davy wouldn't be like, m- maybe there's a reason why Davy has a black therapist because maybe she sought out a black woman so they so she could understand a bit more culturally about her and then actually be able to kind of help her maybe she she relates more to having a black therapist maybe that's why Mm. she has a black therapist maybe it's good that in their school a school with a lot of very and what i love about the show as well there's so many smart people in the show like Mm -hmm. they're just making it cool to be smart Mm. and to be dorky and to be nerdy and as well like and like they are un- unapologetically smart and i love it mm-hmm. and it's just nice to see that and maybe that school wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to have so many kids to be unapologetically smart if they didn't have a black head teacher maybe that maybe mm. that's the reason why there's so many smart kids and and that the kids are actually getting pushed to achieve something do you know what i mean mm. so yeah yeah not, Maybe there's a reason they were casted. They casted a black head teacher because whatever head teacher will be trying to get the jocks to make sure that they write a college admissions essay, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you, do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I've, yeah, I personally think it's really nice to see and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy, enjoy it. Mm, I'm excited to watch it. I might try and watch some later today or something. Yeah. I just, I managed to binge watch it. 
<laughs> and I, I think I spoke about it last week. I watched Uncoupled. That was good. Mm. I haven't got, there's nothing really new that I've been watching this week. I'm trying to catch up on some anime. Um, yeah. But I fell asleep yesterday. But yeah. <laughs> yesterday we had a quick conversation about war movies as well. How oh, there are yeah. so many movies about the military and about war that just frame America and the UK as like the, the saviors of the world yeah and the heroes <laughs> and because I, I was watching on Friday um, I think it's 1917 that new war movie and yeah. I just can't I can't focus because I get so bored like I even though there were some interesting things when it comes to like the cinematography and stuff I, I just get so bored like I don't understand how they're always blockbusters and they're so um, they get so much you, they get like some of the biggest actors in the world in these films I really don't mm. understand it and then there's that other one that's out on Netflix um, what is it called again? A Purple Heart yeah A Purple that Heart one? that yeah it's had a lot uh, of criticism um, I'm trying to look for the post that I looked at okay so yeah so I'm gonna read this I might just read one thing so basically on the this was posted by um solely hayo official i don't i Mm. think i've said that correct um and like the first poster says purple hearts is a racist mess of military propaganda and belongs in the bin not on our screens um so (laughs) and it was just really interested and um yeah and she's put in her caption saying I'm honestly shook by the amount of people who watched Purple Hearts and didn't see anything wrong with it like what the fuck just goes to show how pervasive racism is and even people who don't perceive themselves to be problematic watch this movie and just didn't question it honestly disheartening but also when this actually became popular the amount of well-meaning ally identifying white women i would get in my dms asking me for advice on how to tactfully tactfully educate their racist boyfriends girl why are you dating a racist so yeah maybe it's uninspiring how many white women love this movie don't watch purple hearts if you haven't already trust me it's not worth it so um Mm. Anyway, so there was a point, there was one post that I just wanted to send in particular that said, Mm. um, on top of all of this, Purple Hearts is also military propaganda film. Rosenbaum said in an interview with military.com that the set had a military advisor who demanded the story show a, a more balanced depiction of the Marine Corps. Parts of the script were rewritten to make the military look better, which is insane considering how racist it still appears. And apparently everything went through retired Marine Corps Sergeant Marge James, James Devor, who is the same guy that advised um, American Sniper, a military propaganda film that was so intensely racist, people walked out the cinema. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's... uh, (laughs) it's interesting because like I feel like all of these military films come out and all the time they're done in the point of view of Americans going to save the world they need to hunt down these evil terrorists and all of this stuff but it's just kind of like war in general is barbaric is there anyone who's like good on either side because at the end of the day everyone's going in there killing people do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I just 
yeah and that's why i just feel funny about war films in general an american Mm -hmm. sniper so um i went basically so for a friend's birthday a friend from school um for some reason so i went to liverpool with my then boyfriend and Mm. we got there late so and we were going to the cinema and they were seeing this film American Sniper mm. and I was kind of like what the hell is she watching this film like <laughs> she don't like she don't like these types of films mm. anyway but she was pretending like she liked it anyway because basically it was her boyfriend there um, this girl mm. who personally now I think that she's racist her and her boyfriend there and mm. um, so we were all watching this film anyway so I, I go in and like we we even went in like three quarters of the way through the film, and mm-hmm. the whole time my boyfriend was complaining about how boring it was. <laughs> he was just like, "I'm bored, I'm bored, that would be this me. is boring." And I was like, "Mate, look, I'm bored too. Please, just stop, just stop." And yeah, like, just suck it up. Like we didn't, even, we weren't even there for the whole film. <laughs> like, this is how bad it was. We went, we had missed like two hours. <laughs> mm. And we were still just bored all the way through, and. um yeah and I remember chatting to my friend like at a later time just being like and just mentioning why did we see that film and she goes to be honest I do hate war films I don't know why we were watching it it was just that this person and my boyfriend they wanted to see it and they like and they like those films and I'm just like and that, that was another one of the things that was making me you know what if I don't like something I don't like something and I'm not doing yeah. it because yeah. I didn't want to go and see this war film and even hearing that this war film is intensely racist like I wasn't watching it properly mm-hmm. to, to, to notice yeah. Yeah. So, you know and I went in three quarters of the way through the film so I wasn't even watching properly I was just like mm-hmm. but I remember watching it thinking wait like they're hunting down one person to try and bomb them this don't this isn't nice like I don't yeah. I don't understand why I should be watching them and be and being like happy that they're getting them I don't think I, nothing about this is happy like it's making me no. happy um yeah so <laughs> but I just find it really interesting about war films and how and just how like how the UK and how America uses them to kind of glorify illegal wars mm. and glorify the things that they're doing. And yeah, it feels like propaganda, doesn't it? Similar to what it, well, it is propaganda. Um, we do with That's why they police. do it. Yeah, like with police, like almost every single show or film we'll watch will have an element of crime involved and there'll yeah. be police officers and there will be um, detectives and stuff. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a way of um, basically telling the public, look, we need these people. These people are important yeah. to our um, our systems and there's no other way like we need these people to actually solve mm. some of the world's problems when really it's like there are other ways of policing that are better and there are, yeah. there are other ways of dealing with conflict rather than going to war like mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's just yeah I feel like it's a way of reinforcing that we need these um, institutions yeah exactly and and actually just just on what what you said about how just about it being propaganda. Mm. Like, do you think that, cause you know, like you every other year there'll be a war film or there'll be a bunch of war films. Do you yeah. think like they're commissioned to make these war films? So just to put out that propaganda every now and then. So people think it's okay that the wars that are going on are okay and they're just and they're correct. 
I don't know if they're commissioned, but I think the people, the directors and the people at the top in Hollywood probably have some sort of involvement in the wars and some sort well, of involvement. Well, that's what I mean. In, oh, okay. I, th- I thought you meant by governments. No, not not as the, not as governments will commission them. Mm. I just mean like these people, there's all of these people at the top and then they're kind of mm. like, oh, we need people to, you know, because like there, there will be kind of some links with governments and stuff and mm. they'll be like, okay, we need to just make sure that people are on board with the things that we're doing. So, you know, like, can we have a film? Can we have another war film come out? And then mm. the, the top directors will be like, yeah, let's get another war film. Yeah, let's get, and then we'll we'll partner with them um, or the the Marine, the, the Marine Corps so we can get um, a good example yeah. of them. And then to the point where they've changed the script so they could look like yeah. they were better than they were and depicted mm-hmm. in a good light. And it's just like, well, why can't we just depict them in a truthful light? Yeah, because it's never truthful when it's American directors and British directors. We like to show things from our perspective, like America's great and England and the UK is great. From the white gaze. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we're not racist and slavery, it only happened in America. (laughs) Yeah, those types of things. Because then children will watch it and then they'll gauge their own opinions. Parents will watch it. And then they'll start to be like, actually, I would like to be in the military. Yeah, maybe that's even part of it. The, uh, that's the, definitely recruitment. part of it. Yeah, definitely. That's why. But, that's why they have the war films, so people would be like, "Actually, I'd like to join the military. Let me join scouts. Let me mm. let me join these things, and you know, have some patriot patriot patriotism. How do I say that word? Yeah. Patriotism. Yeah, yeah. I think something that I find interesting as well is that our country taxpayer money about thirty billion goes towards the um, Ministry of Defence. So mm. military, arms, all of that kind of stuff, which is just 30 billion. Yeah. And they sell arms to money. the countries that they're going to war with as well. Yeah. It's just <laughs> incredible. That is an incredible amount of money. <laughs> is Yeah, it is. So, like they could cut it in half and put 15 billion towards the NHS. Yeah. <laughs> But no, or like child poverty or something. Put put fifteen billion towards feeding the children in this UK. Mm. It's just like helping people not die of of austerity. Yeah, there's no desire to put towards that, and like anything that's to do with social justice and um, yeah, improving like um, equality for people is just is never put towards any of that kind of stuff. It's always put towards these random things that only certain people benefit from. Like I'm guessing, yeah, it probably is important that we do have a lot of good weapons just in case. But it's like thirty billion. How much these fucking weapons cost for weapons? Yeah, but like, but the thing is, thirty billion for weapons that and that most of the times they're selling back to the countries that they're going to war with. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) this is what it is. It's insane. It's insane. It is. It is mad. It's completely mad. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I'm under the assumption that all war films are propaganda. Yeah, me too. It's a theory. Because, like, what what is the point of a war film? What is the point? Like, what is the point of creating a storyline for a war that film? That isn't historically accurate as well. It's a yeah. fantasy. Like, I don't know. Because the, the actual, like, the storylines are actually very sad because it's like, oh, yeah. so my friend died, my this person died, and, like, my brother died in the war. And it's like, what, what joy does anyone get out of watching 
that other than yeah and being yeah, that the, patriotic the, literally other than the art of like films so yeah all of even the, like when you think like, of like lighting and yeah yeah but literally and it's like but I'm sure like but then with Forrest Gump because then it's like now that it's out there that the Vietnam War was not wasn't just and was like why did they send mm. them there it's like so then you get films that which are around that but then they have to come out how many years after the 70s to to yeah to show that and like you know like how Forrest Gump talks on the on the AIDS epidemic as well and mm. um and just even just yeah it's just yeah it's just crazy this is why i think we need to start all being a bit more um mindful when supporting certain directors and film directors because we there are so many asian film directors so many black film directors that we could be supporting and going to the cinemas Mm. and watching their stuff promoting their stuff we just need to keep doing it because or at least even even white directors that are making great movies we don't need to be supporting the same old war movies over and over again literally like we're tired and bored <laughs> how many times can we watch the same war film because what storyline can differ mm. the storyline can't differ each time like, and yeah as well, and it's from the to... same perspectives it's always yeah. the, the one main character who's trying to find something or find someone or get somewhere evil people like you know like I'm sure every second world war to second, second world war film is glorifying Churchill but Churchill's mm. been out here killing people for long time was out there killing yeah. people for a very long time and causing famines and a lot yeah. of awful shit and genocides Churchill was mm. doing genocide too like you know it wasn't just his mate Hitler yeah exactly it's, yeah it's just like yeah anyway yeah. crazy Crazy, crazy. Mm. Um, Should we get on to inject it? Yeah, let's inject some things. <laughs> what are you injecting mm. this week? Um. Ooh. Uh, uh. I don't know. Do you have one? So I do actually, which I've taken from things this this time. Okay. So okay, I'm going to do the first one, which um. Basically, I listened to the Receipts podcast with um, Candice Brathwaite on there. Mm. And she just mentioned something which was just like, actually, this is like really fitting. And it does kind of link in with things that I've been going through this week as well. Where mm-hmm. um, just like, just kind of going back to us, like living within our means and just feeling like we can't even live and stuff like that. She mm. said something about how like many men can acquire, few can maintain. Mm. so and I feel like I don't know there was just something about that where I was just like oh my god like that mm-hmm. that that just kind of spoke to me because it's like you know when you're kind of trying to keep up with everyone keep up with everything and it's just like okay yeah everyone can kind of actually acquire these things but can you maintain that lifestyle and I just feel mm. like let's just try and be conscious of living within our means but that's not to say like don't have fun that's not to say not live your life because i'm sorry out here is hard and you know we're we're trying um but like try and live within within your within our means and try and do like the things we can do just sometimes all the material things just aren't 
you know, it's like we don't need to be keeping up with every new trend and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, but but that doesn't mean that we can't that we can't have and we can't kind of maintain like the small things and actually be like, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, this is what I stand for. This is what I like, and and as well, just even just being like, why don't you just get things that you actually like? instead of getting things just for the sake of getting them actually mm-hmm. kind of go for the things you like decide plan out even like planning out what holiday you want to go on and be like that and that is even a way you're living within your means because it's like well mm-hmm. i want to go here this is how i'm going to get here and that is what i'm yeah. doing and i'm settled on that you know mm-hmm. and yeah. and then you know and then you can still try to maintain some sort of life in this cost of living crisis like mm. yeah that's not but that's not to say that because i mean our listeners we know that all of you guys are lit and you guys aren't stupid people <laughs> so like we know that you're not um going out splashing out but it's just to be like no you guys carry on because carry on how you're doing like we're all doing well if you want to treat yourself treat yourself but like remember like you're you're doing well don't feel like disheartened that you can't always be going out and you can't always be treating yourself because many mm. men can acquire, few can maintain it. So <laughs> guys, you're all doing well. You're all doing well. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. Um, I think mine is um, going back to love languages and relationships. It's mm-hmm. just um, don't settle. Like establish what you like, what you don't like and don't settle. And if you're dating and you're going through like the process of learning what you still like and don't like then that's also fine just definitely take note like this is what I've started to do actually is once you've kind of ended a dating process with someone mm-hmm. kind of establish oh what what was it that you, you didn't actually like what could have been different kind yeah. of like journaling a little bit and then and then it helps you to not make the same mistakes or not even mistakes but not follow the same pattern again and again so don't Mm -hmm. settle work out what you like and don't like and then just keep moving yeah I love that Mm -mm. that's great thanks because I feel like a lot of people we're not we're not actually understanding why a relationship has ended or we have we're not taking like if if we're going to take anything from a relationship let's take away what we didn't like so we can Mm -hmm. set some boundaries and actually be like "Mm, this is what I'm not okay with Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just be intentional. Like, if you're going to date, like, I know we've said it before, like, you don't have to date with intention. But if, if you really, if you want something to work, then look at these lists yeah. and look at, like, what you actually like and don't like. And it helps. It just helps you. Oh, it helps even me. Like, <laughs> yeah. And even with a casual relationship, you can be casual with intention. Yeah. Very yeah. true. I feel like even, even that, because I feel like I've been in a casual relationship where it was intentional. And and Mm -hmm. it was a very healthy relationship, to be honest, because we both knew where we stood. We both like actually had mutual respect for one another. And we knew like how how we wanted to be in each other's company. And yeah, and and that was like, it was very intentional. It was casual, like feelings were removed, but we can actually be quite civil with each other. And, Mm. you know, we know what it is and we know that it's like, we actually have respect and I feel like that is just, it's just very important in any type of relationship. It's important that there's respect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. I like that. 
but yeah guys thank you guys for listening to this episode of Injected Podcast um, we hope that you enjoyed it and um, let us know what you think you can you know like tweet us all of that use the hashtag Injected Podcast and you can find us at Injected underscore pod on Instagram and on Twitter and you know on YouTube don't know if we'll ever post it on there again maybe we might do some like PTSD it's yeah, hard we might, we might do some like series reviews on there maybe we'll review Never Have mm. I Ever and we'll try again yeah we could do actually mm, that's yeah, a good idea yeah we can review our favourite our favourite series that we've watched that we've mm. that we both like obviously go to watch yeah um, yeah good idea okay cool. but yeah so maybe you'll catch us on YouTube again mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can find us at I've already said that um, I'm yep. Alexandra you can find me at ALX and DR underscore NIC on Instagram and I'm Deanna and you can find me at D-E-A-N-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram yeah and we'll see you next week guys <laughs>